Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I'm the OG of Jets podcasting and blogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome to the aptly named There's Always an Extra Podcast on the Play Like a Jet Network. I am your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And with me are my stalwart companions, Travis Milton, you can find on Twitter at Dash 37 Board 27, and Josh Conrad, who's back from Colorado. You can find on Twitter at Josh underscore Conrad. Josh, uh, first off, how was Colorado? Where, where were we? What were we doing? Oof. Were we, uh, we were down in a the little slopes? place. A little place where the beer flows like wine. Oh! <laughs> the salmon flock, like the, the women flock. Or the women of Capistrano, like the, yeah. Salmon of Capistrano. Yeah. Um, no, we we were we were just south of Denver. Um, spent spent a week with uh, my my wife's mother um, and uh, stepfather with our with our two twin four year old boys. Uh, we got one magical day of snow, uh, which was fantastic. Got to play That's in great. some Colorado powder. A um, lot of activities, a lot of Christmas adventures. Uh, but back back on the East Coast, ready hey, ready to go. Uh, Travis, how was your tender Tennessee Christmas, uh, Amy Grant style tender Tennessee Christmas? How'd that go? Mm. Uh, it was negative 22 degree wind chill, um, had a sprinkler, sprinkler blow in, uh, the laundry chute of the hotel covering half my restaurants in water. Um, let's see what else car wouldn't start. So I had to walk to work. Um, then I had New Year's, which was about 32 hours straight worth of work. Um, oh, baby. Yeah. You picked a bad week to stop using amphetamines, I think. Yeah, exactly. What happened over there? Yeah. <laughs> wrong, wrong week to stop sniffing glue, you know, yeah. all of it. <laughs> yeah, the holidays well, are not easy for, for people in the restaurant no, business. They no. are, they are the, business, the absolute worst. Yeah, that is, that is why I'm not a very cheery holiday person. 
Mm, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we also need an, an eggnog update. Uh, how, how many eggnog dishes or food items will you be serving and or consuming yourself in the month of January? We are completely done. And by we, I mean the royal we, the editorial we. Um, uh, after the eggnog cereal binge I went on, um, mm-hmm. I went from Golden Grams to Cookie Crisp, which was oh, for, for a minute really amazing. Um, you don't want to do Rice Krispies and eggnog, I found. They do not pop. Oh. It's just too thick. Um, yeah. You end up with <laughs> wow. kind of a slurry. Um, Sounds like a, like a recipe for concrete. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, went from that to eggnog panna cottas to eggnog ice cream to eggnog custard to you name it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm I, I'm eggnog now foreseeable four years. Mm. More plum. I I foresee more plum desserts in your in your future, Travis. More plum based desserts will will feature uh, plum and figs. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. Well, good. Well, I'm glad everybody had a good holiday. Hope every, all our listeners did too. Uh, we have to, have to, have to talk about what transpired in Seattle, where the Jets, who, I mean, in all intents and purposes, had a plus matchup against a flailing Seattle team who, you know, has done some good things this year, but we're certainly trying to find some answers uh, and seemed to find them against the Jets uh, for a number of reasons. You know, top, you know, headline has to be Mike White. Obviously, he did not play well in Seattle. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, I think certainly his ribs and the flak jacket and and all that has to come into play. Just he was missing throws that he was not missing a month ago. At the same time, I also think you know there is real concern about hinging your future on that player. Um, and obviously there's really no other answers on the roster at that position, but there, you know, he, he was not the only problem on the day, right? You, you start the game with a, I think it was a three play drive where, you know, Kenny Walker just basically runs roughshod over the defense, you know, who knows who missed their assignment, but I mean, that was brutal. And then Colby Parkinson of all people, you know, comes up with a touchdown, um, you know, two plays after that. So, uh, you know, the defense was in shambles. The offense was in shambles. They basically were not competitive at any point. I kept it's this is like a classic feeling for me. It's like deja vu whenever I watch a Jets game and they're not playing well. They're super flat. You're waiting for them to wake up and you're like, you know what? It's just I'm just going to watch one more series just to see what happens. And then, you know, what? OK, OK, I'm going to watch one more, one more series. And so like <laughs> That basically that was the story of the whole game. Uh, they never showed up really on any drive offensively and defensively. They were just, you know, stopping the bleeding as much as they could. So, you know, Josh, when you think about this game, where do you start in terms of, because now we've got to start thinking about off season mode, right? It's, it's the end yeah. of the year. Sure. They can play spoilers, but what do you start? Yeah. I, you know, it, it, it was so frustrating to come into that game. Um, all the hopes in the world feeling like, man, the, the way that my Miami's um, injuries were starting to, to pile up. Maybe that's a winnable game next week. Um, take care of business in Seattle. Like the, the hardest thing the last few weeks has, has really felt like we, we are the, the better team, even with the injuries we've had, even with up and down quarterback play and changes left and right, all these things. It has felt like it, that most of these most not, 
overwhelmingly, but probably one or two on the plus side. Like we've been the better team. Like I, I don't think anyone would look at the two rosters, the Jets and the Seahawks, and feel like the Seahawks were head and shoulders ahead of the Jets. Like I feel like it would be at least even, or the Jets are a little bit better. They've got they've got skill at really important positions. Like they should be able to win this game kind of handily and to see the defense come out flat was just the strangest part of it for me was feeling like those guys really let Geno Smith do whatever he wanted. Like it it felt like that guy was always going to get a first down. We were always going to make a timely penalty. Bryce Huff had one early on, um, on a third down, had a defensive holding that extended a drive that turned into points. Like it just felt like we could not get things right on the defensive side. And then offensively, I mean, the side that feels so depleted at quarterback and running back and all these different places. Like it, it certainly has felt like if, if that side of the ball could even put together a couple of drives, put some points on the board, um, they had a drive early in the, it was either early second quarter or middle of the first quarter where they're just matriculating the ball down the field and get some points, get a touchdown. Let's, let's play some good defense. Let's get out of here with a, you know, a 13 to 10 or a 10 to seven kind of win. But defensively, I, I think that's where we got to start is it just felt like that was a very uninspired side of the ball on Sunday. It felt like Kenneth Walker and, um, some of the tight ends. Dallas. Were, yeah, D, DJ Dallas ripping our hearts out was just like, what is happening right now? Um, you know, they're, they're two big wide receivers. I mean, Lockett and Metcalf were locked up just about most of the game. Um, so you can't really fault, fault the defensive backs in, in, the, in the secondary. It had to do with the front four and it had to do with our linebackers not making plays in the running game um, that, that put us in a negative game script early on. Travis, what, what do you think? Do you start – when you start to think about what you saw, are you more worried about offense? Are you more worried about defense? Or what do you what do you think? Um, I'm 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 worried about uh, reality. Um, <laughs> so wah, wah. I re- I really think that uh, the the prototype for beating this team was thrown out by Mac Jones. Um, there's no reason in the world to even try to test DJ Reed or Sauce Gardner when mm-hmm. your linebackers and your safeties are so bad. Uh, you're constantly playing a wide nine on the you know, defensive line uh, who are very aggressive at trying to get to the quarterback. So you've got you you can make wide lanes for running backs. You've got all the throws in the world across the middle. Um, there's no reason to even even try to stretch the field. Um, you're you're going to get success against Whitehead um, and Joyner. You're going to get success running the ball if you lock down Quentin Williams, which is what happened. I don't think Quentin Williams' name was mentioned no. one time during the game. You lock down Quentin Williams, everyone else, the edges, you know, Bryce Huff is great. I love Bryce Huff. Everyone knows I love Bryce Huff. Um, but – you know, all, all you've got to do is run up the middle at that point. Uh, we don't have a big run stopper. I talked about that going uh, into the season, my worry about that. So it it really was like uh, our deficiencies were, were masked, I think, for half of the season. I think, yeah, a, a good chunk of it's, it is coaching uh, because, you know, uh, we've talked about that with coaching the personnel and things like that. But you know, the thing is when you've got these tendencies and you've got the personnel that we've got and you're running it that way, there's, that's, that's, they're, they're going to beat you nine times mm-hmm. out of 10. And that's what's happened the past five weeks. 
Thanks for listening to Play Like a Jet. Just want to remind you that when you go over to prizepicks.com and the PrizePix app, you can get your first deposit matched up to 100 bucks when you use the promo code PLAJ. You pick two to six players up against their PrizePix player projections in their daily fantasy matchups. And if they beat their PrizePix player projections, you can win up to 25 times the amount of money that you put in. Now, you don't have to play football, though. You could do baseball, basketball, hockey, anything you want. It's all there at prizepicks.com and the PrizePix app. You don't play against anybody else. You only play against the Prize Picks player projection. Remember, when you go to prizepicks.com or the Prize Picks app and you use the promo code PLAJ when you sign up, they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll match you 100 bucks. Put in 50 bucks, they'll match you 50 bucks. Just use the promo code PLAJ when you sign up over at prizepicks.com and the Prize Picks app, and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. So the Jets, the wide nine is not a new system. I mean, I think, you know, it really came to prominence. I mean, at least 10 years ago, I think, I think about the Eagles, like the 2012 Eagles, like that was the team that really, um, you know, promulgated and kind of fostered more wide nine in the NFL as a, you know, unstoppable juggernaut. But like, this is a defense that's been around for 10 years. This is not something new that the NFL hasn't seen or something the NFL hasn't seen in 50 years or something like that. Like it's a pretty clear, (laughs) pretty clear way in which you can, you can kind of counter the wide nine. Right. And so like, you know, part of it is like in terms of the way, uh, you know, the, the cover 
like the cover strategies work. And when you have subpar safeties, like that's a problem. And then, right. If you basically can lock up the defensive tackle, like that's a problem, right. If you can kind of run between the defensive tackle and the wide nines, like then it's just like a double funnel situation, yeah. right. We can go left or you can go right. Uh, and so that's kind of what we saw. I mean, that's what you saw in that Kenneth Walker play, like that you know, kind of first play. I think hundred oh, percent. Yeah, they just did basically locked him up. They found that they found the the hole, and there, like once he was through, there was no one. There was no one for like twenty yards that you know could even touch it. Like it's crazy to me, like how how much uh, green you know space or daylight, whatever you want to say, you know there was for him once he bounced through that that hole. Like it was crazy. Um, so yeah, it's, it has worked, it can work, but right. Like you have to be able to counter and the jets just don't have that personnel to counter. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to, to sit here and try and think about, you know, what the season could have been, but like when you lose this many straight and basically just close yourself out, you know, turn off the lights on yourself, like it's hard to figure out what to do with this team come the off season. And I mean, you know how Jets fans are, everybody like they're going to want heads to roll. This is whether if it's not this year and if they can't make it to the playoffs, it's certainly next year. Like, I don't think that's the right solution to just keep, you know, lopping heads off. Like it doesn't, I don't think it's the right solution, but at the same time, like, you know, we've got to see more from, you know, in terms of, you know, what they can put onto the field in terms of talent. And then in terms of like scheme and coaching and, and uh, you know, in-game play situations. Uh, so, so what, if you're thinking about what the team, obviously I do not think Salah needs to leave. I, I like Salah. I like uh, Joe Douglas. Like, I think they should be here. I think they should have multiple years to, to try and prove this out because this has been such a, you know, a painful rebuild. And I think we thought we were ahead of schedule and certainly maybe we're slightly ahead of schedule, Josh, but like, you know, the big talk is about the quarterback position. Right. And so I think, I think a lot of us really hoped that Mike White would come out and play. If, if not a win in a loss, like a solid efficient game. And we just didn't Mm -hmm. get that. I think he threw for what, like 50% pass completions. Yeah. um, I was not good. Which, yeah. Which is a bummer because like, it's like we, it would have been so awesome if he could have saved us and said, okay, we're going into 2023 with this guy, regardless of like what happens in the final week of the season. Um, mm-hmm. Can't say that. So now, so now no. what are we left to do? Like there's, you know, and I can go through, I'm actually writing an article. I don't know where I'm going to post it. I'll put it on Twitter when I'm done with it. Like what they should do with the quarterback position. And I'm looking at free agents. I'm looking at, you know, potential trade or cut candidates. I'm looking at the, I haven't done the, the NFL drafts, you know, players that might be available in their, in their wheelhouse, but what, what do they do? Let's just start there. I want to talk about the other positions too, but it's obviously the most important. It's going to dominate the headlines over the weeks ahead. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously I think, I think what's nice, I'll start with, let's say something nice about the jets. Um, I think for the first time in, in a long time, um, this roster looks appealing to a free agent. Like it looks like a team. If you're a quarterback, was on the outs with your team, staring at you, Derek Carr, maybe even you, Aaron Rodgers, that you're no longer just like you see the Jets come up on caller ID and you send them straight to voicemail. <laughs> like it's suddenly now like this team looks like it's a quarterback away from truly being a contender for the next, you know, three ish years. Like it, it feels like that kind of a roster um, at, at almost every key position. Obviously, holes, we talk about offensive line for sure. And Travis will 
Um, we'll certainly address that here, but um, it, it's a it's a viable place for a free agent to want to come and play. So that's that's the good news. The bad news is there's a lot of question marks with every single available guy. Um, <laughs> unless you're a conspiracy theorist going into the Derek Carr kind of let's go in that camp. Um, the Raiders are happily moving on from him before they are properly eliminated from the playoffs. Like let that sink in a quarterback on a team is being benched in favor of a backup on a team that could still make the playoffs. And everyone that's shouting and saying, Oh, Derek Carr is going to be great somewhere else. Like, Maybe, or maybe the Raiders are seeing stuff with him that they go, we don't want that guy leading our franchise. We've not seen him win before. Unless you're a deep conspiracy theorist thinking that this is a move to get Tom Brady to come to Las Las Vegas um, and that Derek Carr can still play. Clearly, he'd be better than any quarterback we have on the roster right now. Um, that's that's an option. Aaron Rodgers is an option, but that's a curmudgeon who's coming in yeah. um, with a lot of it's my way, and you know he's he's butted heads. I don't know how much he would love to go from one Lafleur to another Lafleur, um, and then there's that there's the guys in the draft, and so there's there's options out there to a photocopy Lafleur to a photocopy yeah. Lafleur. Yeah, Lafleur just call him Matt. He's even calling Matt like uh, uh, diversively. Um, Derisively, derisively, um, my brain isn't working. Um, (laughs) So, you know, there there are options out there, but Jet fans, don't be fooled into thinking, oh, we just get Derek Carr and we're going to go to the Super Bowl. Like, maybe, or maybe there's question marks around that guy from the Raiders for a reason. And So there's not a silver bullet sitting out there. Um, This roster does feel like it could contend with the right guy at the helm. There are a lot of options out there, but we're not going from missing the playoffs or going from six and three to seven and, and nine now um, right to a Super Bowl with adding one quarterback to this roster um, short of a miracle. So um, there's a lot of things to do out there, a lot of options for us. Finally, the roster's in a place that looks appealing, but um, I think we're still scratching and clawing to compete in our division if we get a quarterback in the house um, that that takes us to, to the next level. I don't think we're jumping five levels to, you know, Super Bowl contention. Yeah. Travis, what do you think about the quarterback position specifically? Um, you know, I I, I think uh, I went into this like a lot of us with with uh, you know, I, I still love Mike White. Um, I think that there were a lot of factors that that really kind of, as you alluded to uh, in the intro, uh, kind of kind of fucked up his his performance. Um, and I still think that he's viable in this league, but I don't know that he with a performance like that, I don't know that you can, you can have any kind of confidence like you were saying. Um, I really think that the best route as much as I, I hate saying this is going hard after someone like Derek Carr and keeping Zach Wilson on the roster, um, yeah. letting him develop behind a veteran. Um, Aaron Rodgers has zero interest in <clears throat> grooming anyone, showing them anything. Although uh, there, there were, you know, several articles, you know, during preseason about how, you know, they've talked and he's, you know, he's been very, they've been very cool together. Um, I just don't think it's realistic getting him. Uh, but I, I do think that Jimmy G or Derek Carr, someone mm-hmm. like that, having Zach Wilson behind him for a couple years, I think that's our best case scenario. Um, I, d- I don't think, even though it's looking like we're going to have a good draft spot, I don't think you go back to that well. 
of uncertainty again. Um, I know that there's some decent prospects. I know there's a, a certain person that, that Josh is, is enamored with at this point in the quarterback <laughs> position. Um, we'll get more, more, pizza. That later. more on For that analytical pizza. reasons, yeah. Um, but I really think that's the best route to go, especially being that we'll, we'll have a good spot where we can probably get someone like Osiris Torrance out of Florida um, that can really solidify our offensive line because – We've got Beckton, who is equally a huge question mark on the line. Um, but uh, on that flip side of that reality thing, I was talking about earlier, we, we, we're going to have ABT coming back. We're going to have mm-hmm. a lot of these pieces that, if you look, we had when we were doing well during the season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all, but that, again, yeah. goes I mean, back to Bruce Hall coaching. might not be ready for September, but he, he'll be ready during the season. Yeah, 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 for sure. Exactly. Uh, so we're going to be getting a lot of these people back that we lost. I mean, we shuffled the entire offensive line four, five, six times this year. Um, if we can nail that down, get a quarterback, I feel like our prospects are a little better than we're talking because we we're going to have those pieces back that were so promising and are, are really, really solid players, which really kind of helps the quarterback position a little bit. Um, in taking off that load, I mean, Zach Wilson was winning games when Brees and ABT were in there. Uh, I, 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 I think that we're going to be in a better position, but I don't think that we, I, I think we have to get more foundational pieces in the draft than going after mm-hmm. a question mark quarterback. Yeah. Cause yeah. we haven't shown that we can develop a quarterback out of the draft ever. Yeah. I mean, right. Cause I mean, you look at, I mean, Sam Darnold had two terrible fumbles on Sunday, but, you know, he threw for 340 yards, you know, Geno Smith, you know, it's been a long time, you know, curing. I'm saying that as, as one cures a, you know, a fine meat, you know, but mm. Gino has, has finally cured out and, you know, looks pretty delicious, you know, in his game manager role. Um, you say he looks delicious. Delicious. <laughs> delicious. Yes. Delicious. Uh, Gino he, he played really well. Delicious. Gino. Um, yeah. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's playing passable football. That's, you know, putting them on a path towards the playoffs, right? Are they Super Bowl favorites? No, but has he, has he kind of vindicated his draft slot and, uh, and his, you know, uh, undue tenure with the jets, you know, certainly. Uh, but, but yes, I like when I've, I'm, I'm not done, but you know, just, trying to think through, right. If you're going to go out and get a free agent, you know, that basically, you know, the realistic options of guys who have, you know, deals coming up that are, you know, highly paid backups or, you know, spot starters or, you know, something in between are, uh, or, you know, maybe a starter, maybe a half season starter, maybe full season, but probably unlikely are like Gardner Minshew, who I like, but I don't trust because, you know, he's losing with the Eagles. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who would know the offense well, but obviously has injury concerns, uh, but could probably got pretty cheaply and would, you know, plug right into an offense he knows well. Jacoby Brissett, who will, you know, serve his time here in Cleveland, and he's got to look for a new home with Deshaun Watson now kind of taking over that offense. Uh, you know, other than that, it's all kind of pipe dream stuff. But then in terms of like, you know, cut trades, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers, like his cap hit is insane. It's it's literally like 
I, I think like 99 or 98 million dollars like he yeah. would cost the Green Bay even if they traded him so like ba- basically and now that they're basically on the verge of the playoffs and Christian Watson has you know played well you know at times this season you know he's a little happier than he was over the summer when he you know lost Devontae Adams last last year uh he, he seems like he's in a better place and basically like from a cap perspective like he will either retire or Green, maybe Green Bay cuts him in 25. But like, there's nothing other than those two things that are going to happen for Aaron Rodgers at this point. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make cap sense. Like, as best I can look at things, I'm not a cap expert. Um, but then, I mean, there's other players. But yeah, Derek Carr is in this weird scenario where they kind of gave him this, you know, FUBAR extension. Uh, that's really nothing, uh, but they basically have to trade or cut him before the fifth day of the new league year. Um, and if they don't, then they guarantee a bunch of money for him next year, which I don't think they're going to want to do, especially after the way Jared Stidham played uh, in week 17. So Carr is a player who seemed to me like he seems to be slipping. I hear a lot of excuses made about like, well, he was better in a Gruden offense and, you know, McDaniels is like trying to ask him to do too many things. It's like, he's got, um, you know, Josh Jacobs, who has been, you know, amazing this year, despite all whatever logic to this point, he, they added Devonte Adams. Yes. They had a ton of injuries, but they also had like a more friendly passing offense and he never threw for more than 310 yards. And now Jared Stidham comes out of nowhere and throws for 346. Like you, you've got to reconcile that. And so like, can Derek Carr reconcile what he needs to be as a now 32 year old quarterback going into the 2023 season going forward? I hope he can, but yeah, at the best, I think you're right. Like he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a bridge, right? So it's like, it, I, I don't, I wouldn't mind seeing some combination of Mike White and, Garoppolo or you know Carr or whatever but like here's the thing about Carr like there's no reason to overpay for that guy do not outbid the Houston Texans do not outbid some other team like for this guy because basically the Raiders are always going to want more than some other than some team's going to get so they're always going to be sniffing back around on hey you said you were interested are you still interested like see what you know play chicken with this because at the end of the day, they have to cut him by a certain, you know, specific point in time, fifth day of the league year, so they don't pay him those those um uh you know those guarantees for next year, which is like 30 million. So they don't want to do that. Um uh, so yeah. it's it makes for a real interesting negotiating. It's gonna be fun to see what happens. And Joe has proven to be patient and yeah. a good trade, you know, kind of like trader on, on behalf of the Jets. So like, you know, people are saying like, oh, I'd give up a second round pick for him. Like, I'd be mad if they give up a second round pick for Derek Carr. Yeah. Like, I can I'd get be, it. That'd be, that'd be shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Denzel Mims was a second round pick. So like, okay. But at the same time, like that's more than they need to pay with as many other positions as they need to address this off season. Now yeah. they're going to get some cap room from clearing out guys like um, Carl Lawson, Carl Lawson. Or CJ Mosley. Yeah. You know, that's going to be worth almost 30 million right there. And, you know, some other players, but, uh, uh, but yeah, let's, okay. <laughs> that's what I want to pivot to. So like there's things there, but then you have the draft. So let's really quickly talk about the draft. Um, you know, the players, kind of the, the <laughs> I know, sorry, Travis, the time is a flat circle. Here, yeah. Here's the guys that are scheduled to go kind of currently as, a, you know, going over to Tankathon and just kind of looking, okay, who looks like they're viable in the first two rounds. So you've got Bryce Young from Alabama, 
who is like 180 pounds, you know, soaking wet or whatever. He's going to go number one and someone's going to have Kyler Murray 2.0 and in three years be terrified that they gave him a massive contract. I'm just predicting it. Has his modern warfare. Yeah, has his modern warfare game. Uh, uh, CJ Stroud uh, obviously is probably the next and maybe the most, you know, battle ready. Uh, You know, it's 6'3", 215 pounds. You know, his Ohio State team, you know, playing – um, playing well in the, in the postseason here, but, um, you know, crazy. So, uh, and then, so he, he's scheduled to go at four, uh, and then eight is Will Levis and then Anthony R- Richardson from Florida. Those are like the top four guys. Then you've got Tanner McKee and Herndon Hooker from Stanford and Tennessee, respectively. Now those, these are all pretty prototypical modern NFL guys with the exception of Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, uh, is about 215. Herden Hooker is about 220. Bryce Young is the is the little guy, but like Levis is 230, 6'3. Richardson is 6'4, 230. Um, you know, McKee is 6'6, 230. So like these are the kind of guys you need in the modern NFL. Now, you know, we'll have to see how they test out. But um Josh, I, I know that you're partial towards one of these. You've done some advanced analytics. And so I'm very yes. curious <laughs> uh what you think about these kind of top guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, I spent most of my Christmas break um, d- uh, creating a, a new formula, quarterback formula um, that I'm calling the Conrad Index, uh, which right. really measures a quarterback's intimate knowledge of the quality of a specific region versus region pizza comparison. Um, and so I want to present to you, uh, of all these guys we're talking about, you know, you can have your Bryce Young who probably has never tasted great pizza in his life. You can have CJ Stroud um, lives dangerously close to a place where they put chili on top of spaghetti. Um, And (laughs) then you have, you have Kentucky, Kentucky Wildcat quarterback, uh, Newton, Massachusetts uh, pride of, of, of the fight in Newton, Massachusetts city. Uh, Will, Will Levis, who, um, last week spent his Christmas break um, roasting people on Twitter, explaining to them how the best pizza in the entire world resides along I-95 from oh. Stanford, Connecticut to New Haven, Connecticut. Oh, um, a little bit unexpected, but suddenly a Kentucky Wildcat explaining to the entire world um, that their pizza sucks and that Connecticut pizza, <laughs> New Haven pizza specifically, <laughs> is the best pizza in the world. Um, that 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 will always do well with you in the Conrad Index. And so if we're just going off of pizza acumen alone, um, his poise in the pocket, understanding exactly what you're looking for in a crust and sauce and toppings, um, oven temperature, oven type. Um, all these things are very highly rated in the Conrad index. Will Levis, my friends, is the number one quarterback <laughs> according to my index this year. So I think case closed, we get Will Levis at pick number 10 or 12 or wherever we end up. And uh, boys, just start booking the, the Super Bowl tickets now. All right. That's, that sounds pretty good. Uh, Travis, as our resident food expert, uh, pr- pr- food professional, how do you feel about how do you feel about that using that as a gauge for whether this is the quarterback in the future for the New York Jets? Uh-oh, Travis, he got he got locked out. So he's he's coming back. But uh while he while he rejoins us, uh I have I have a, a, a slight retort for you there, Josh, which is as follows. Like I just went to his Wikipedia page because I didn't know that he was from Newton, Massachusetts, but that makes Maybe. sense that you know he would 
that he would uh that he would um you know feel feel fondly towards New Haven Pizza. I get it. But here's what it says under his personal life section. He has been cited as having quirky food habits, specifically drinking coffee with mayonnaise and eating unpeeled bananas. So like I, I just does your does your boils pizza that, or does no, his boils pizza that, email blast does that impact based I'm on all eating unpeeled bananas? First of all, okay, okay. First of all, that's my quarterback you're talking about. Uh, second of all, uh, I, I would, I would, I would wager all the dollars in my wallet mm-hmm. that um, that's that's a Tennessee Volunteer fan who went and edited his Wikipedia page to make him look like an idiot. Um, I don't think that those things can possibly be true. Um, an unpeeled banana sounds like just a dare that he did one time. Someone got a photo and now he's okay. loving now he's bananas with, with peels that for life. on it. Yeah, he's this food uh, Got it. Yeah, got yeah, it. Food, okay. soup, what was it? It was like bullet coffee, bulletproof coffee, or you yeah. put some butter in it. Mayo's butter adjacent. Butter so adjacent. I feel like yeah. I feel like I feel like it's worth a try and we gotta see if our quarterback knows what he's talking about. But yeah, Dude, back off my guy. We'll love it. At the same time. Coffee and yeah, eggs. It's a, it's a well. It's a it's, it's a breakfast smart. approved by yeah yeah. The, the Food and Drug Administration would, would put that right in their coffee, pyramid. Though? I'm going to try this tomorrow morning. Would it get clumpy though, or would it just dissolve? It'll dissolve. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. It's I mean, a multiplier. Yeah, if you right? can yeah. use it, if you're, yeah. if you're going bullet coffee, and you could also use mayonnaise to grill a cheese sandwich, then uh, right as opposed mm. to butter, then right. It's like yeah, it makes sense. I got it. No, mayo right, so, is by far the better grilled cheese. Uh, yes, uh, agreed. Agreed. Oil. My kids. For sure. I've had to hide this for my kids for years that like I use mayo, so like I have to like basically like turn my back to them if I'm in the kitchen making a grilled cheese sandwich. But that they're like, this is so good. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then I finally had to drop the camera yeah. and they're like, we, but we they, coat, they would always get mad if they saw it. me adding the mayonnaise. So, anyway. We coat steaks uh, with it. Oh, that's brilliant for like the Maillard Ooh, method or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, Josh, you said something that. earlier. I'm going to show you. We're on Zoom here. Um, my son gave me this. I don't know if this is going to come through and I can't see it, but he gave me talking about dollar bills. This is like the only dollar bill I have in my wallet. I don't know if you can see that, but basically it says, it, it's, it a, it's a dollar bill on the back. It says, uh-huh. fuck capitalism. It says, fuck capitalism. <laughs> <Got it. Nice. laughs> my son, my son got it. I guess he bought, bought something and he got it back and he came up to me and he's like, this thing says, says this on this. Like, can I trade this to you? And I was like, sure, that's fine. He's, he's like, it he's says like, a bad you. word. And Brian said, yeah. yes, capitalism is a swear word in this house. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so I've been carrying it around in my wallet and like, how do I pass this off? I don't know. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think someone's knowledge of New Haven pizza is a, that's a quality reason why they should become quarterback of, of the New York Jets. But I certainly think like they have to make a consideration for quarterback, um, you know, in this upcoming draft. It really depends on who they end up kind of coming away free agency or kind of the trade period like with, um, but at the same time, like, and this is crazy. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for this, but I'm still going to say it. Like the jets could literally throw away another first round pick on quarterback this coming year. And it would still leave them with enough ammunition throughout the rest of the draft class through free agency to continue to rebuild this team. Um, And so like, I'm not, I mean, yes, of course I would prefer them to get value from the position, but at the same time, like 
I would much rather them do this, like draft a quarterback, than you know, move the heavens to get Kyler Murray or something like that on that massive, insane deal, right? Like, uh, it to me, it just make makes sense. Um, I think there's going to be value there, specifically in Hendon Hooker. He's coming off of a really big injury. Dude was great. I live in mm-hmm. a sea of fucking orange down here with UT fans. Go balls. So I've been subject. Yeah, my, my chef to cuisine, Mitch, instead of saying hello or saying yes, yeah. when someone asks him, like, hey, should I prep more steaks? He says, go balls. Um, that's his, <laughs> his normal response herd to chef. everything. Yes, no herd chef. It's go balls. Um, he, he looks great. Um, and because of that injury, he's going to drop. And maybe I'm rationalizing this because, you know, we're going to be in a really good spot to pick somebody like Paris Johnson or like I was uh, Osiris Torrance or mm-hmm. Roger Jones out of uh, uh, Georgia. Uh, there, there's going to be some amazing offensive linemen out there. And you know how I feel about that. But I feel like there's going to be value in that because he's going to drop to at least the second or third because of the injury alone. And you're going to be able to go after somebody that's going to fill a really good spot for a long, long time. And you're taking minimal risk on it. I mean, granted, it's still a second round pick, but still, mm-hmm. it's nowhere near the risk of taking, you know, on the top. Yeah, I, I hear you. And I think you're right. Building the offensive line would be more helpful longer term for this team, for whoever's, you know, taking snaps. So I, I hear what you're saying. You want to bring Christian Hackenberg back. To this team, that's what you're saying. Right? Yeah, I got it. I got 100. All right, never jo- got a Josh. Shot. Josh sent us this tweet from Will Levis, which I will read. It's elite. Oh, it's it's elite tweet. tweeting. It's it. I mean, he wow. Like talk about scorching the right. earth of your of your own fan base. But here it goes. It blows my mind how I can drive on a three mile stretch on the Boston Post Road in Connecticut and find eight to ten mom and pop pizza spots better than any pizza. I've ever had in Lexington or state college. We just got it figured out up here, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the wow. best, if you go, if you go through the, the replies and he just keeps roasting people who are like, Oh, what about these places? One of the guys mentioned Donato's, which if you've ever had Donato's pizza, oh, wow. and you think that it is elite, uh, seek help, just seek help. Like it's pizza and pizza's fine. <laughs> Calling anything from Donato's. It's like, imagine someone telling us, Hey guys, Chinello's is really great, and you're like, just get out, just like get out of my kitchen. You're not allowed to eat right. in this place. Yes. Um, it's right. fine. It's pizza. Like I'm not shaming people to like it. But like, like you cannot call it elite and then feel like you're yeah. your opinion you're telling be valid me, anymore. You're telling me some place on the Boston Post Road, some random place that I just pick out of a hat is better than the home of Papa John's Pizza. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> I am promising you. You could, I could, I'll send you a list of rando places. Send you a box. It'll sit in the post post office for four four to five days. It'll still taste better than most of the pizza outside of Connecticut. I said what I said. Oh uh, yeah, my my kids uh, and my wife think Pop John's is pizza, and I just like <laughs> I, come, I come downstairs on a Friday evening, and it's there in the kitchen. I'm just like, can we just not? Can we just not? <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna go get sushi or something because I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. Uh, all right, we are we are running on time. Uh, we need to get a little bit more in. We have not talked to anything outside the quarterback position in terms of other positions. We talked about offensive line a little bit. We have to talk about linebacker. We have to talk about safety. Like 
do you basically just get a bulldozer and just remove everybody from those positional groups and just start fresh? Is there anybody that's kind of coming up on this roster that we can have hope in or hang our you know hat on for the future? Or do they just need to figure out how to address it through free agency and the draft? Like what, what do you do with those two positions? Anyone. Safeties are really tough one. I, I don't know yeah. any good safeties that are coming up in free agency. Um, and I also don't really think this is a very strong draft for safety. Um, I think we're just kind of, kind of fucked in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be wrong about free agency, but like I haven't from, from what I've looked at draft wise, obviously we're, we're not going into the combine, but I'm, I, I fucking despise the goddamn combine anyways. Uh, everybody here's, falls. Here's all you need to know about safety. Here's your feet in the fucking air. Like, just rely on the fucking tape that you saw. Like, fuck all the rest. Like, going to that's the, the reason board. why we have Zach Wilson. Some fucker drops back forty yards and throws a pass with nobody trying. Running Golson, and it's like, whoa, yeah, baby, yeah, baby, yeah. And and Trevor and Trevor Lawrence retweets it. Right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, here's all you need to know about the NFL draft in terms of safeties. All right. There are, according to, I'm just on Tankathon, which kind of has a, you know, aggregator kind of thing on it called the big board. And uh, I'm looking at it and first safety is 24, which is great that I love seeing safeties kind of rank at the back of the first round or into the second and third rounds. But basically 24, there's a bunch of guys or a few guys, then 62, then 67. There are three safeties from Alabama that are ranked in the top 70. So like, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know when basically it's like, "Mm, those guys from Alabama and sure, like one of them's a backup or a, uh, you know, a star, a star backer, right? Yeah, sure. Like that's, we'll make that guy like one of the top, like when you've got three guys from one college all coming out at the same time, like that's not good. That is not good for what that bodes for the position. They're going to have to find some gems or kind of homegrown some stuff or right. Basically pick stuff off other people's rosters. Cause it's, it's not good. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so other than the, other than the, we'll leave his pizza take, uh, anything else, Josh, that you are hoping for kind of for this team kind of come, come spring. We, we know, we know you want will leave us and kind of have to move mountains I, and earth. We'll leave yeah, us no matter I, what. Right. I, I've not done, I've not done the deep dive on this, but, um, it, it would be about time for the Jets to have a dynamic, um, tight end who can both block and catch passes. I know mm. we seem like in this offense right now, Mike LaFleur and Mike White proving it week over week, um, loves to throw to Tyler Conklin, loves to throw to Uzama. Um, I don't know that those guys are the future at that position. They're just, you know, I know tight end can sometimes be just a little bit of a throwaway, but there, <clears throat> there are elite tight ends and all of them are typically on you know, playoff teams, like you, you have that position that if you find the right guy can really, really turn things for your offense. And so I'm not saying spend first round capital. I don't know. I've not looked at the tight end class, but that would be a position if on the offensive side of the ball, other than the offensive line that I'd love them to address mm-hmm. would be feels like the one last kind of spot offensively. Uh, but linebackers, linebackers and safeties, that seems to be where we're going to have to land. If we're going to cut some guys, build around the young core that we have um, linebackers and safeties. That's going to be right up the middle. That's what we just, that's how we lost on Sunday. That's how this season went down into the tank on Sunday. 
was not being able to stop a guy like Kenneth Walker straight up the middle behind Quinn and Williams. So um, those would be where I'm keying in for sure. And then tight end if, uh, I, but again, I have no idea if there's a Gronk or a Travis Kelsey in this class. I have absolutely no idea. Mm, looks like the kid out of Notre Dame is the best. In the yeah, forget around. the killer, Michael Myers. He's yeah. about it, though. Yeah, he's he's currently kind of going off around the 20, like in kind of average draft position or mock draft position. He's going around, off around 20, which is kind of no man's land for the Jets. So either they would have to reach on him. But, like, you know, who knows? We'll, we'll see where players move. We haven't even gone into the process. He hasn't tested. We don't know what his agility is like. We don't know any of that stuff. Which is important for tight ends. I see his three cone drill before I make a determination. Yeah, well, I mean, seriously, like you, you joke, but yeah. like that, you have to know if you want an agile tight end who's going to play in the NFL who can catch passes. Like it's crazy to say, but I will say this: the two most important tests are number one, three cone, and after three cone, if he if he basically like doesn't do well in his three cone, like how is his um. What's his bench? Like, I know that's crazy. People don't want to hear that. Yeah, basically. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Those are the two things. Like, if you're big, okay, like, how do you block? And if you you don't block, how do you move? Right? Like, that's what they need to know. Those are the two most important uh, tests. So, we'll see. But, yeah, Myers is a nice guy. But, like, the trick with tight ends is, like, I mean, you look at, like, Kyle Pitts. Like, he's everything that was wrong in drafting a tight end. Like, a guy is, I mean, and he did pretty well as a rookie, uh, but like you can't draft a guy that high and expect him to massively contribute to a team in his first or even second year. So the problem with drafting a tight end is largely it's a three-year commitment at a minimum, um, you know, to kind of getting him where you need. So, so the problem with, I mean, you know, a Friar Muth or, you know, whoever is kind of, that's more like the, um, the exception to the rule and those, you know, teams like the Steelers and others have proven that they're good at drafting tight ends. Like ugh, the jets are still, you know, recovering from Trevon Wesco or whatever. Mm. Um, still hunting so, for our next Dustin Keller. That's right. I mean, yeah. Amen to that. Amen yeah. to that. But uh, lastly, I want to ask you guys, okay. A lot has been kind of said or thought around LaFleur. Like what? Okay. Two questions. Uh, does is he the offense coordinator for this team next year? Start with you, Josh. And if so, or it or yeah, yeah, is he the offense coordinator for this team next year? No, no. Okay, no, so I don't think so. I think I think I think a few things. One, um, <clears throat> now he he and Sala could get in a room and he could convince Sala, hey, if ABT and Brees don't get hurt, we're sitting with a locked up playoff position right now and we're not even having this conversation. Um, everything that's happened since those guys have gone down has been so bland and so predictable. Um, some of that's personnel. I know it's hard to really like mince between the two of those things. If you're coaching to the, to the town that, that you have in the room. Um, but I, I think that there is a very, very good chance that they could improve that single position, get their healthy players back, um, bring in a quarterback. Like If you're making a quarterback move, you're typically looking to figure out who's the, who is the guy that's going to be able to lead that quarterback along with the quarterback's coach um, on the offensive side of the ball to build a winning offense? And so who are creative guys that uh, someone like a Derek Carr, if you're bringing in a free agent, if it's an Aaron Rodgers, if it's the blockbuster Lamar deal, whatever it is, like <clears throat> whoever you're bringing in, if you're going to go the free agent route, you're going to have to go with a guy that those guys go, 
I would love to go play with that guy. And I think that guy creates a dynamic offense. And so I want to throw out two names um, that I think are real possibilities that the Jets could pursue. One of them would be Todd Munkin. Like I would love to see mm. that guy run our offense. I think that that guy plus a Derek Carr, plus an Aaron Rodgers, plus a Jimmy Garoppolo. That's a really interesting offense. The other one would be reclamation, take him off the Alabama rehab uh, ringer that that Nick Saban seems to do. Bill O'Brien, what he's done with Bryce Young in Alabama has been super impressive. And if you look at that guy's track record as an offensive coordinator, it's very good. And so those would be the two guys I would say, if you're going free agent route, guys that a quarterback coming in would respect, would want to play for, would want to build an offense around Todd Monken, Bill O'Brien, and then fill in the blank with the, with the free agent quarterback. That would be the, the path that I see going forward. Travis, what are your thoughts on MLF? I agree. He's not going to be there. Um, somebody, somebody's going to have to take the fall for this. And uh, he's the most obvious person. Um, that combined with the fact that if you're going to, if you even have an inkling of switching out an offensive coordinator and you're going after another quarterback, be it in the draft or in free agency or both, now's the time. Um, if, if we weren't in this position and we were carrying on with Mike White, I could see his job being a little safer for continuity's sake, but there's no there's that that's not that's that's a non-factor at this point. Um, you don't need to keep that continuity. Uh, if, if you're if you're starting with a clean slate, it's it, it would be the best time to do it um, if you even have a thought of it. So, I uh, I agree with Todd Monken. Um, I think that would be super awesome. He's somebody I've had at the top of my head. Um, I've seen a lot of people floating out Frank Reich, which I fucking hate. <laughs> I um, dude had one really decent season uh and and everything else has been trash like yes. no like throw that take away fucking burn it throw it in the dumpster fire that is everything <laughs> else that is lamarcus joiner and and Braden's fucking man Brandon we didn't man. talk about the fact that oh yeah we would talk about Braden man oh my we God. need a goddamn punter fuck that guy um <laughs> That's all yes. you have to say, though. I think I don't, I don't think there's anything else to say. There's there's nothing you could say that that in defense of that guy or anything. Fuck him, get him the fuck out of here. Why the fuck is he still yeah. here? I don't know why he's still there. I I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like just no more, no more, yeah. no more, no more Brady Man punts. No more Braxton Berrios terrible punt yeah. returns. Like I, think, I don't know what's I, happened to him this year, but man, I think. The most interesting coaching question, though, is Brant Boyer going to be there? I mean, Brant Boyer has mm. been amazing for forever, but this year has been complete and utter trash. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I think I think you give it give it one more go. You run back with him uh, just to see, right? Just to see if it was an aberrational year based on kind of the way the roster laid out, um, kind of how special teams work, and I don't know. Maybe get some more core guys next year, but. Yeah, I, I don't have any answers right now at OC. I need to think about it. But, I, I mean, I wouldn't say no to Todd Monken for sure. Um, uh, but, yeah, it, it'll be very interesting, like, to see. I think if, if LaFleur stays, it, to me, would increases the likelihood that they try and woo someone like Jimmy Garoppolo to the team. Um, and then, yeah, depending on who they bring in, offensively, uh, like, to, to kind of handle that side of the ball, that could really shape – you know, again, like what quarterback would be willing to come right to to this team, right? If you get someone like I can't remember who was the coordinator last year with the Raiders, Greg Olson, I think Olson with the S O N. Um, if you bring him in, 
right? Like it would make a lot more sense that they would go after a guy like Derek Carr, yeah. right? Because it's like, right. yeah. well, he knows his offense yeah. and he can just run his offense, right? Like that that's the sort of thing that like as, you kind of want to see if they do make a move that will tip the hand what they're going to do at the quarterback. Position. Yeah, the only downside to that is is going the Broncos route and wooing uh, Nat Hackett um, from Green Bay, thinking you're getting Aaron Rodgers and then uh, oh end up with God. Mr. Unlimited. And then you're on the fire. Oh, so limited uh, you know, losses. Just don't, don't, I don't I want to hear the name Nathaniel Hackett anywhere near this franchise no. ever. No, no more Hackett's in the Jets. No more Hackett's. No. Yeah. No. yeah. Paul, Paul was, he, he, he more than sufficed for all the Hackett's we ever needed. Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, yes, I agree. And that's why I think coach worship is so deadly, right? Like if you start thinking about like, it comes down to the coaches, like, it doesn't like it's the players on the field. It's who you put out there, uh, you know, and so whether a guy is talented or not, right. Like the coach does not determine that. I mean, look at right. Frank Reich is a great example of like, is it Frank Reich? Is it Nathaniel Hackett? Is it, you know, LaFleur sure, X or McDaniels Y? Like, no, it's, it's the players that are actually on the field. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, Gentlemen, this has been a pleasure. I always enjoy it. Um, I appreciate uh, finding out about more, having having an opportunity to talk about quarterbacks and New Haven pizza and mm-hmm. eating mayonnaise with peel, uh, eating mayonnaise with coffee and bananas with peels on. Um, we will be back next week uh, after the final game of the season, and then we'll kind of you know whatever put it in suspended animation a little bit during the off season. But thank you so much for sticking with us and for listening to this podcast. It has been a fun year. We enjoyed all the things that we've gotten to do. We'll talk more about them uh, next week. But gentlemen, thanks for your time. Have a good start of the new year. We'll talk to you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.